let us turn in our Bibles and read from Jeremiah Jeremiah chapter 29 from verse 10 for thus says the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, says the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Jeremiah abili muenda kutandikira kubunyiriri gwe 10. Kubanga bwati bwayogera mukama anti emyaka ansanvu bwe jilitukirira Babuloni ndibajira nentukiriza jemuli ekigambo kyange ekirungi ngamba komyawo mu kifo kino. Kubanga manyi ebirowozo byendowoza jemuli bwayogera mukama ebirowozo ebyemirembe so sibya bubi okubawa okusubira okubawa okusubira enkomerero yamwe eyoluvanyuma era muri nkabira era muri genda ne musaba nange ndibaulira era muri nonya ne mundaba muri nonya era muri nonya ne mundaba bwe muri ekenenya no mutima gwamwe gonna nange muri ndaba bwayogera mukama Ila ndichi usanate obusibe bamwe ne mba kunganya okubajja mu mawanga gonna ne mu mifobyo na ginabagobera bwayogera mukama ila ndikomyao mu kifo ginabajja okubatwaza okuba abasibe kubanga mugedde nti mukama chikoma Leras also read uh, Luke Luke chapter 16 from verse 16. Luke 16, 16. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. Amateka neba nabi, yabao okutuka kuyokana, okuvoro enjiri yobu waka 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 tonda, ebu ulidwa elabu limuntu, abu ingida lwa amanyi. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Mukama agate umukisa kusumako echigamboche. You may be seated. Musobolo kutulako. Tonight, 
I want us to share on this subject of disparations. Amen. Amen. Uh, the Bible has told us in Luke where we read last that the law and the prophets were preached uh, were until John. But since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presses into it. Amen. The kingdom of God is preached now. And every man presses into it. The law and the prophets were until John. Now, the dispensation of the law, it ended with John. Prophet Moses brought the Ten Commandments as the law of God. And all the prophets were there to confirm the law. Amen? Amen. That was the law of this, uh, the, the, it was the dispensation of the law. But Jesus Christ, he came to bring grace. We are in the dispensation of grace. John the Baptist introduced the Lord Jesus Christ. He was that voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The dispensation of the law was ending. But John was acting as a bridge introducing the Lord Jesus Christ to bring the dispensation of grace. Now our prophet told us that the law is just, is just like a policeman because the law will arrest you the law will show you do not kill, do not steal, do not commit adultery. In other words, it will show you the wrongs. And our prophet was demonstrating it. He said that it is like uh, whereby they put the speed limit in this place, you only drive at 50 kilometers per hour. So, if you drive beyond that, then you have broken that law. And you are supposed to be arrested. Amen? So, the law is just like a policeman. It will take you to prison, but it can't get you out. But Jesus came to bring grace. You remember that woman 
who was caught in adultery and everybody was accusing her and they brought her before the Lord Jesus Christ and they said Lord this woman was caught in adultery in the very act and according to Moses' law she is supposed to be stoned to death and they were saying that the Lord bent down and he was like writing something down and he told the accusers whosoever has never committed sin let him be the first one to stone this woman and he bent down and he was writing again and they were saying that one by one they started leaving because their consciences were accusing them they were all sinners. They had committed, they had broken the laws of the Lord. And then the Lord told this woman, Woman, where are your accusers? She said, None of them, Lord. And the Lord told her, Neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. In other words, continue believing in me. Because sin is unbelief. Continue believing in me. And I will give you power. Therefore, Jesus Christ, He came to bring grace. Jesus Christ is the life of God. Jesus Christ is God Himself. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is the reign of God in a believer. Amen? Christ came to bring grace. He came to give us his life. The life that can make us overcome sin. And live his own life in us. For him to walk within us. So that he might obey his own law. His commandments. He came to give us his own life. So that he might overcome sin. Then he and also to obey his commandments within us. So the kingdom is the reign of God in us. The kingdom is the Holy Ghost. This was prophesied about by Ezekiel. He said, I'll gather them from among the heathens. Let us read that scripture. Ezekiel 36, 24. 
Asatu mukaga abiri munya. Zekeri asatu mukaga abiri munya. Abiri munya. Thirty six. Twenty It says, for I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you unto your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Ezekiel 36, 24. Kubanga andiba jamu mawanga, nemba kunganya <coughs> okubaja munsi zona, nemba ingiza munsi ya mwemwe. Era ndiba masirako amaza malungi, era muliba balongofu, ndiba longo samu pitambi ya mwe yona, nemu bifana nyibi ya mwe yona. I'll bring you from among the heathens, ndiba jamu bana mawanga, and bring you to your own land. Mbalete munsi ya mwe. And I'll sprinkle clean water. And take away your idol worship and all that bad behavior. Now that is God's uh, first step of salvation. It is justification. Getting you from among the heathens. From your walks of life. Just like he did Abraham. Abraham, leave your country. Leave your father's house. Leave your kindred. Come to a land that I will show you. He was separating him. Gathering him from among the heathens. There were sorcerers where Abraham was born. So God justified him. I'll sprinkle clean water. That clean water is the water of uh, uh, the washing of the water of the word. In other words, this sanctification. The second stage of salvation. He calls us out of the world. From among the heathens. He sprinkles clean water. In other words, we have come here tonight. To be sprinkled with clean water. The water of the world. When you hear that word. And maybe you have been dressing badly. And you change. And you start dressing according to the word of God. To the will of God. Then you are being cleansed. You are being sanctified. By the word. Amen. A new heart also. I will give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh 
and I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. Erandiva wa no mutima omuja nenteka omoyo omuja munda mumwe. Erandija omutima ogwe jinja mubiri jamwe. Nemba wa omutima ogwe nyama. Eranditeka omoyo gwange munda mumwe. Nemba tambuliza mumateka gange. Mkafia bazi. Kwata emisango jange ne mujikola. Amen. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit. And I will remove the stony heart out of you. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Amen. Amina. When God calls us out of the world and he sprinkles clean water on us, the prophet says that he gives us a new heart. And he gives us a new spirit. He takes that stony heart from you. And he gives you a heart of flesh. That heart that was resistant to the word of God. He takes it away from you. And he gives you a heart. That obeys and loves the word of God. He gives you a new spirit. And the prophet says that is not the Holy Ghost. It is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Though it is part of the Holy Ghost because the whole work of salvation all the three stages of salvation are the work of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one that woos woos you from the world. Amen? No one can come to me without the Father drawing him. So it is the Holy Ghost that woos you and brings you out of the world. It is the Holy Ghost that sanctifies you. Amen? All that is the work of the Holy Ghost. I will give them another spirit. A new spirit. I will give them a fleshly heart. I will remove that stony heart from them. I will give them a heart of flesh. I will give them a, a new spirit. And the prophet says, that one is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But it's still the Holy Ghost that is cleaning you. And making you subject to the word. Then verse 27 it says. And I will put my spirit. Within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments. And do That one is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I will put my spirit in you or in them and cause them 
to walk in my statutes. When the kingdom comes in your heart, which kingdom is the baptism of the Holy Ghost? It will make you obey the law. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ came to do. He came to bring grace. The law was just a policeman. It used to accuse us. It used to show us our wrongs. But it had no power to bail us out. But Jesus Christ brought grace. He brought the kingdom. He used to speak these words and he would say the kingdom is within you. In other words, I have come. Jesus was among his people. And finally was given as an offering on the cross at Calvary. And he released the Holy Ghost for you and me to come in us and fill us so that he lives his own life in believers. Amen? The law and the prophets were until John. But now the Holy Ghost, the, rather the kingdom of God is preached. And every man presses into it. Praise be to God. Every man presses into it. Not that every man just enters into it or just walks in it, but every man presses. Amen? In other words, it is narrow. The Bible says, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. And few are, there are few that see it. Amen? In other words, it is straight. Funda. Amen? And the prophet says that straightness is not being narrow, but it is it is, it is pure. Gorokofu. Gorokofu. Sifunda. It is not Gorokofu. But it is pure. It is pure. a pure way. Dongofu. Gorokofu. Amen? It is pure. Gorokofu. You cannot brave your way there. Tosobola kuwangu zidi ingidamu. It reminds me of uh, after the day of Pentecost. Uh, people were receiving the Holy Ghost. When Philip went to preach and, and, Stephen, Philip, and Stephen, and then after Philip had preached, he would call Peter to come and pray for believers to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
And uh, one time, Simon the Sorcerer, Simon he saw people being filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter would lay his hands on them and they would receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Petero. And they would say that he had also received Simon the Sorcerer. Simon the Sorcerer. So when he saw that, he, he, uh, he asked Peter. He said, can I, give me, can, can I give you money? So that you also give me that gift. So that whomsoever I lay my hands on, he will also receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter rebuked him. Peter told you are money perish with thee. And he said, pray to God that he may have mercy upon you. Simon the sorcerer, he thought this gift, this gift can be bought. Brethren, you cannot corrupt your way to the Holy Ghost. The only thing you have to do is to press there. Is to pray honestly. The Bible says, Let us labor to enter. In other words, it is narrow. I can give you an example. It is just like if there is a job which is, you know, it is highly paying. And it is so competitive. And then it is announced. Do you know that so many people will apply for that job? About a thousand people can apply for it. Take an example, a job that Pays you around uh, 30 million per month. About 1,000 people will apply But then they will keep on saving. Amen? Maybe they will give interviews. Written interviews. And then they will chop off like 800. And 200 uh, will remain. And then they will keep on reducing. They can call maybe for an, 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 an oral interview. And then about 30 remain. But still they just want only one. And people will try even to bribe and all So it is competitive. People are trying to press themselves in Amen? Amina. But do you know that the kingdom is far greater than that? It is narrow. And you have to press in it. You have to despair. Because like this job, people are intentioned to get it. 
Some will bribe. Some will do whatever it takes. Some will read so that they get the, 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 the qualifications of that job. So it is narrow. It is competitive. But the Holy Ghost is the life of God. Amen. Amina. The law and the prophets were preached until John. And since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. And every man takes it. Presses into it. Brother, sister, you have to press into it. You have to despair to get it. We don't just walk in it. No, it is narrow. It takes a lot of prayer. It takes laboring. Because it's the life of God coming in a believer. God coming in you to overcome in you. God coming in you and overcomes for you all the challenges. God coming in you and he gives you rest. He said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden I'll give you rest. The Sabbath in the Old Testament was a type of the Holy Ghost. That rest is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. We used to labor. We were heavy laden. We had a lot of loads on our heads. At such a uh, 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 when a weekend is approaching, some of us used to have programs. How are you going to spend it? Do you have money in the pocket? Planning to go and you know carouse and bring yourself home and do silly things. But thanks be to the Lord. He saw us laboring. And he beckoned to us. Come unto me. All ye who labor. And are heavy laden. I will give you rest. When you receive the Holy Ghost. You are rested. Brother Abraham preached a sermon. He said, why are people so tossed about? Today they are in the spirit. They are lifting up their hands and praising God. But tomorrow they are downcast. It's as if they have never been believers. He said, because they don't go all the way. <laughs> to receive the baptism of the Holy <laughs> They only go through these two stages. Justification, sanctification, and then they feel they have arrived. You are supposed to go all the way and press in the kingdom. You are supposed to remain on the knees and labor 
no fuba and cry no kaba until god comes in you and gives you that rest Every man has to press into it. We have to disparately seek the Lord. We don't just enter into it. We don't just walk in it. But every man is supposed to press his way there. Now you cannot press your way there. Unless you know the importance of it. Because that kingdom is the rest. It is an anchor. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you are anchored. Jesus anchors you. We sing that song. I've anchored. In Jesus, the stones of life I'll brave. I've anchored in Jesus. I fear no wind, no wave. The Holy Ghost is supposed to anchor you in Christ. So that when the winds come and hit you, you are, there is an anchor holding you. You are anchored in Christ. So, brethren, we should love it. We should press ourselves in it. We should never to receive it. Amen. Amen. Somewhere the Lord Jesus Christ said, said the kingdom of heaven is just like a man who was digging. And then he came across a pearl of, a, he came across a precious pearl. And then immediately he covered it in the ground. And he went and sold his big chunk of land. And he came and bought this land. In other words, it's just like maybe he had about four acres or five of his land and he was digging it in someone's land maybe it was 50 by 100 and here he comes across gold oh, so this area is full of gold oh I would rather sell my land even if it is five acres that is how the kingdom is it is made, it is precious. It is unequaled. It is more precious than gold. And somewhere he said, the kingdom of God is just like a woman who lost her only coin. And then she lit a candle and she turned everything in the house to make sure she gets that coin. And when she got it, all she rejoiced. Brethren, when you receive the Holy Ghost, that life of God in you, you will never be the same. You will rejoice. But do you know that you have to press into it? 
Ono kunyigiriza ochifuna. Mukavu yabazu. Ono kunyigiriza ochiingira. You have to press into it. Amen. He goes on to say here. Every man presses into it. Not just simply walks into it. But it's got to be pressed into. See? It is supposed to be pressed into it. When you seek me with all your heart, then I will be found of you. Amen. Amina. You have to seek with all your heart. Amen. Amina. You don't just approach it with a half heart. But you have to seek the Holy Ghost. That kingdom. Press into it. With all your heart. Because without it, our prophet told us, without the Holy Ghost, there is no rapture for you. Without the Holy Ghost, you are not even a Christian. That's what the prophet says. You are in the process of becoming a Christian. People saw Disciples in Antioch. The life they lived. Their behavior. Their character. Their conduct. They were meek they were. They were humble they were. The power they had to cast out demons. Just like Christ. And they said these people are are like Christ. They had received the Holy Ghost. The kingdom in them made them to behave like Christ. And that one made them Christians. Jesus had told Peter, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Do you love me? Yes, Lord. When you are converted, strengthen the brethren. They had been justified. All the disciples, they had been sanctified. Jesus prayed for them. He said, Father, I've told these people that you gave me all the truth. Amen? For the word is truth. In other words, they had been sprinkled with the water of the word. They had been sanctified. But they had not yet received the Holy Ghost. They had gone through the two stages. They were justified. They were sanctified. But they had not yet received the Holy Ghost. So they were in the process of becoming Christians. But on the day of Pentecost, they became Christians. So when you get justified and sanctified, you are in the process. If you want to be a doctor, 
You start on a process. You do the subjects that pertain to that. But you are not yet a doctor. And then finally you read, you labor for five years and so on. And then you graduate. And then you qualify to become a doctor. So without the Holy Ghost, you are not yet a Christian. You are in the process of becoming one. And the prophet says, without the Holy Ghost, you are not a worshiper. In that message of God's provided place of worship, he said there is only one provided place. It used to be in Jerusalem. But now it is in Christ. That one was just a type. God had given them a shadow. They were all supposed to worship in Jerusalem. But our Jerusalem now is in Christ. By one Holy Ghost baptism, by one Holy Ghost baptism, we are baptized to enter into Christ. And when you enter into Christ, then you are in God's provided place of worship. Then there you become a true worshiper. So, brother and sister, when you realize all that, it should put you on tender hooks. It must take you into desperation. You ought to take it. You cannot walk into that kingdom. You can't walk in that kingdom. You are supposed to press into it. It should cause a disparation in you. To realize that if he appears tonight in the clouds for the rapture without the Holy Ghost you are left behind. So it should cause a disparation. It must make you desperate. It should cause you a disparation in you. He says, now we are going to talk on disparations for a few minutes. Usually it takes a state of emergency to throw us into disparation. See? It's too bad it has to do that. But human beings are so slothful in their mind that it takes an emergency. Amen? People are lazy. It will, they will need an emergency in their lives to, to despair about something. Amen? And really in doing that in desperation, it brings out that real thing that you are. Amen? Amina. In time of death, <laughs> I have had people when they know they were dying, <laughs> but 
the things that they kept secret all their life, they, in desperation, they were living, uh, they were trying to confess it. See? And trying, you know, take this and make it right, you know, go, please, go do that. In desperation. They ought to have done that beforehand. See? Not wait till the time of emergency. When they reach that time of emergency, they say, will you do so and so for me? You know, the emergency causes disparation. When we ought to do it without the emergency. Amen? Amina. When people reach that stage of emergency, they despair. When they are dying, that's when they start remembering the hidden sins. And in desperation, they want to put them right. But do you know that you may not get that chance? And the prophet is telling us, you ought to have done it long, long ago. People are so lazy. They wait for that time of emergency. And that's when they want to put things right. And yet they, they ought to have done it long, long ago. And do you know that you may not get that chance? People die. People perish. Just of recent, I lost my phone. It fell in the toilet. Just, I don't know how I forgot, but all of a sudden it slipped. And I saw it. Disappearing there. Now I'm not even on uh, WhatsApp. I'm not on the, on the speckled bird forum. I've not replaced it. But then when, I, when it was going down, it taught me something. I said, hey, that's how people perish. Someone leaves his home. Going to work, or maybe going to town, or maybe going for a journey. Then no more kind of life. Just to reach somewhere, and then he's hit. Maybe he's uh, uh, he's involved in in an, in, uh, in an accident. A fatal one, and he's gone. Life is gone. It has gone in that pit. Your life is perished. Brother Branham preached that sermon of souls in prison. He said God showed to him 
as his prophet how horrible that place is. And he said you would not even desire even the worst man like Hitler to go there. And because it is horrible. And when God showed it to him, when he was shot at the age of 14, he was dropping down in a pit, a bottomless pit, and he was not reaching. And he had voices crying above him. Voices crying horrible screams. Terrible. He says it is the worst place to go to. Amen. Amina. But do you know that people perish like that? And yet God gives them a lot of chance. The gospel is preached to them. They ignore it. They wait. They are too lazy. And finally, all of a sudden, they are gone. Before I accepted Christ, I used to fear that hell. And I would always ask God, I would hear the gospel, and I would, you know, comfort myself and tell myself, how can I accept it and leave my group, my peers, and so forth, you know. But still, I used to fear that horrible place. And I would always ask God, Lord, give me a deathbed confession. Just like that thief at the cross. But thanks be to the Lord that he gave me Enough time to accept him early enough. The prophet is telling us people are too slothful. They wait for emergencies. But brother, sister, every man is supposed to press into it. You are supposed to labor to enter their reign. Because that is the only hope that we have. Amen. We should labor to enter. People are too slothful about the things of God. Amen. Look at the foolish virgins. The prophet said, Brother, the Lord Jesus Christ said, The kingdom of heaven is just like ten virgins who went to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise, five were foolish. The wise ones had oil in their lamps. The foolish ones did not have. And as time went on, as they are waiting for the bridegroom to come, they waited, 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 and they all slumbered. And then around midnight, 
They had a midnight cry. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And they all trimmed their lamps. But these ones were foolish. They had no oil in their lamps. And their lamps were waning. And they asked from the friends. The wise ones. Give us some oil. They said, no, you go and buy. And the Bible says, when they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And when they came, the door had been locked. They had gone to the marriage supper. The wedding had started. And they knocked at the door. And the Lord came and told them, I never knew you. And the Bible says that they were locked out where there was gnashing of teeth. What is that gnashing of teeth? It is a type of the great tribulation. Amen. Where there was gnashing of teeth. The great tribulation rapture had already taken place they were all virgins they were all justified they were all sanctified but the wise ones went all the way and received the kingdom and when the bridegroom appeared they had oil in their lamps. The time of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God has sent us Elijah the prophet. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. Before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. What is the work of Elijah? To prepare you. To show you that great and dreadful day of the Lord has come. But thank God, you have that revelation. Once you get that revelation, what have you done? What have you done about it? Do you know? That the rapture or the coming of the Lord or that day that dreadful day every day that passes by it gets closer and closer. It is nearer now than it was a month ago. Tomorrow it will be nearer. That great and dreadful day is getting closer and closer. But what have you done about it? Are you despairing about it? What have you done about it? It is getting closer and closer every day that when we see 
Diseases like COVID. And countries which are so scientific. Which are so advanced in medicine and technology. India. India. Just overwhelmed. People used to look at India as the most kind of very advanced people would fall sick of complicated diseases and they but do you know that now another wave of COVID has come and those people are just confused it is believed or it is said that every four minutes someone has to die in an area. An area like this, every four minutes, someone dies at Infufu, another one dies at Nyanama, every four minutes. So in a day, very many people die. To an extent that doctors are confused. They don't have even enough places to cremate those bodies. People are confused. But do you know that that one is just a foretest of that day that is coming? That's what our prophet told us. God is showing us that day that is coming. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before that day comes. God has been so gracious to us to prepare us When God was delivering the, uh, the children of Israel from Egypt to that promised land after plaguing Egypt with all sorts of plagues the last plague was of the death of all the firstborns and all the gods of Egypt and God told the children of Israel you know the whole story Kill the lamb. Get the blood. Apply it on the doorpost. And eat the whole lamb. With unleavened bread. With your shoes in your feet. And with your staff in your hand. And the prophet says, it was a time of emergency. Because the death angel was going to strike. And they made sure that token was there. That blood was applied. Because the death angel was going to strike any moment. It was a state of emergency. They had their shoes in their feet. They could not sleep. They had a staff in their hand. Here they had bread. Maybe here on the, 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 this hand had a staff in it. And a piece of the lamb. And their loins were guarded. 
It was a state of emergency. They were supposed to eat the whole lamb. Do you know that that is the state that we are in? A state of emergency. Whereby you are supposed to apply the token. That kingdom should be in you. And you should be eating the whole lamb very quickly. With your loins guarded. Because the death angel is soon striking. That is the state that we are in. What have you done about it? Amen. Amina. People are too lazy. They wait for that state. Of emergency. But you know that you may not get it. Look at God before he struck Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. The Bible says, God visited Abraham. Three angels came to Abraham. And one of them was God himself. And Abraham realized, uh, rather recognized him. Abraham And that angel who was God himself, he discerned the thoughts of Sarah. When Sarah laughed, God, Katonda was with Abraham. A type of the bride. And he discerned the thoughts of Sarah. Praise be to God. Even our prophet Then he stayed with Abraham. The two angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah. Then he started revealing to Abraham what he was going to do. Do you know that that time was promised? As it was in the days of Lot. So shall it be. When the son of man is being revealed. As he was revealed and he viewed the thoughts of Sarah, that is how he came in these days. Brother Branham, Brother Branham was not the one who used to discern those people's hearts. But it was the son of man. The Lord himself. That mighty angel. He's the one who used to do that. In brother Branham. These are the days that we are in. And remember it is even later than you expect. The prophet left long ago. We are in a Sodom condition. But do you know. That when those two angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and they told Lot, escape quickly, run yonder those hills. If you have any relative, 
escape with them quickly because we are going to destroy this place. And the Bible says Lord kept on dilly-dallying. The Bible says the two angels came and hold of his hand with his daughters and they took them. And even his wife and they commanded them not to look behind. And the Bible says as they were escaping, the wife turned behind. And she became a pillar of salt. Brethren, that is the time that we are in. The death angel is soon striking. The only thing that can save you is the application of the token. To have the kingdom in you. To have the life of Christ in you. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because the death angel is striking any moment. That one should cause a disparation. Amen. Those people had seen the hand of God. And that night of the communion, they took it with, they took it in disparation. Because they know that something was fixing to happen. And we know something is fixing to happen. And remember, the coming of the Lord will be a sudden, secret going away. He will come and take her like a thief in the night. Amen? Amina. Something is fixing to happen. What is that something? It is the rapture. The rapture will take place any moment. We don't know when. But time is no more. The Lord will be, uh, the coming of the Lord will be a sudden secret going away. Just like a thief in the night. And to think that if somebody all of a sudden there, there is uh, there are members of our family gone. And you are left behind. It should throw us into disparation. That by the grace of God. That by the grace of God. Will not, will not be left back behind. If there is anything I don't want, don't leave me behind, Lord. Don't leave me behind. Hope me, Lord. The Bible says, Two shall be sleeping in the same bed. One shall be taken, and another one left. 
That's what the prophet is telling us. He says, can you imagine? One of your family members. You realize he's already gone. You cannot cannot see him anymore. He has gone in the rapture. And you have been left behind. And yet God was so gracious to you. He sent you the prophet. He sent you the messenger of Yahweh. And then you remain behind. Oh, brother, sister, that one should put you in desperation. It should cause an emergency in you. It should put you on tender hooks. It should cause you to labor, to pray with all your heart, to seek God, to cause you to fast and remain on your knees until something has happened. Amen. Amen. He says, disparation. Signs of his coming should throw every member of Christ into disparation. Remember what will it help you to eat the whole world to marry to acquire plots to get good jobs the things that make us you know, so much worried about instead of seeking the kingdom people are so you know, troubled with weddings and looking for spouses and so forth they are, they are so wonderful things. But those are secondary things. The primary thing is to receive the kingdom. That one should put you on tender hooks. It should make you so disparate. The prophet is telling us, what are we eating for? When you don't have the Holy Ghost. That one should put you on disparation. Should put you in disparation rather. Hannah. Hannah realized. She said, what am I living for? 
without having children. I'm a married woman. My co-wife Penina. She has children. She's always provoking me. I just try to send uh, uh, her children. And she rebukes me. Leave my children alone. You are, you are labor, you're making them to labor. You are making them tired. Why are you disturbing them? Do you have children? She reached a moment and she said, Why? Am I living? What? Why am I eating this man's food? This Elkanah's food. When I have not given him children. She despaired. She reached a moment. Whereby she was weeping all the time. And the Bible says. Her husband Elkanah told her. Why are you sorrowful? Why are you despairing? Why don't you eat? Am I not more than ten sons to you? Haven't I given you everything? But the Bible says that she was troubled. Why am I eating? Why am I living? And that desperation put her on the knees. The Bible says that she went in the temple in desperation and she was not even speaking loudly. With her heart she was uttering words pouring her heart to the Lord. And the Bible says that she was weeping and told the Lord. She made a vow to the Lord. Lord God of hosts. If you'll only remember me. And give me a male child. I'll give him unto you. All the days of his life. Lord remember me. Don't forsake me. Look at the provocation. To of my co-wife Penina. The Bible says after that God she looked at that desperation. He heard her prayers and gave her a male child. And that boy was not only a boy but he was a prophet. Prophet Samuel. Disparation. And the prophet says it will bring God down. That disparation will bring God down. Look at the Shunammite woman who did not have children. But Elisha, the prophet of God, because this woman used to favor the prophet of God, take care of him and so forth. You know the whole story? One time Elisha calls, tells Gehazi, his servant, go and ask that woman. She has been so good. She gave me accommodation. 
Asuziza. She has given us food. She has taken care of us. What can we give her? Maybe we can speak to the authorities. Because we know them. Ask her. And she says, I live among my people so I don't need those things. But then Gehazi tells Elisha, this woman has no child. And the Bible says, Elisha prophesies upon her at the time of life, she will embrace a child. And she gets a child. And the Bible says, after some time when the boy had grown, she was in the field with the father. And then he developed headache. And the boy was dying. And the father sends him to, to the mother. And when he was at the mother's lap, the boy dies. And then that woman, that Shunamite woman, had to put, put him on, take him to Elisha's bed. Put him there. And he told his husband, saddle me an ass very quickly. Get me a servant with an ass. And he instructed the, the servant, drive me very fast to Camel, where the man of God is. And if you meet anybody on the way, don't say anything. Don't stop on the way unless I tell you to stop. It was an emergency. She had despaired. Amen. And the Bible says, when Elijah saw her coming from afar. He told Gehazi his servant. Go and meet her. I don't know what's wrong with her. God has not revealed it to me. Go and ask her. Is it well with her? Is it well with her servant? Is it well with her child? And when Gehazi reached her, he asked her, Is it well? And she said, All is well. And the Bible says, She reached the servant of God, Elisha, and fell on his feet. Grabbed his feet. And Gehazi came to. To thrust her away. But Elisha told, uh, told Gehazi, leave her alone. She's a troubled woman, I can see her. God has not revealed to me the problem that she has. And she told Elisha, My Lord, did I ask you of a child? To get so tempted like this. And Elisha realized something was wrong with the child. He told Gehazi. Take my stuff. Run very quickly. Don't stop on the way. Take this stuff and lay it on the child. 
And the woman tells Elisha, I will not leave you behind. We are going together. She had despaired. Her desperation caused a desperation to the prophet also. And they were saying that they went together. He has reached there. Put the staff on the child. And nothing happened. And then Elisha goes. He reaches that he even finds the child on his bed. Oh, what a disparation. And the Bible says that he kind of prayed. And nothing happened. So he laid his mouth on the on the dead child and he stretched his body on the child and the boy sneezed and he regained his life. Disparation. The woman had to despair. Sodomy a horse. Sodomy an ass. Don't stop on the way. An emergency. It's just like something has happened. Maybe somebody is so sick. And you say, get me some ambulance. We put him there. And we run him to the hospital. It was a time of desperation. As the say goes on, no talking. Maybe some are praying. Lord, save the, the life of this person. It is a time of emergency. It's a time of disparation. That's how this Shunamite woman was. Brethren, it should put us in disparation. The coming of the Lord put you and me in disparation. It should cause you not to rest. It should trouble your heart. It should cause sleepless nights. It should cause you to lose even appetite. And oh, may the Lord help us. It should cause a disparation. He says here, when you pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the token, don't say, Togamba, well, now I'll go up and try, Lord. I'm a little tired. Oh, mercy. Stay in your seat. Don't bother yourself. Just leave it. Amen? When you pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the token, don't say, well, now I'll go up and try, Lord. I'm a little tired. Oh, must stay in your seat. Don't even, don't even make an attempt. 
If you come and you say, I'll pass through the prayer line, put on the oil on my head, I'll see if it does me any good. Might as well set where you are at. <laughs> Until you get to that place, until the whole church gets to a place that is between death and life. You've got to have it or you perish. Then God will move on the scene. It takes desperation to bring God on the scene. It takes desperation. God loves a to genuine cause. A person on desperation for a genuine cause. Look at that woman the prophet talked about. When he was in South America. Having meetings there. And then a woman lost her. I think it was the only child. And then after many, many hours, even after they had given her a death certificate, she heard that there is a prophet of God. And there are meetings going on somewhere. And the prophet says she carried her dead child. After many, many hours when she had died. And she ran to the meetings. And she found a prayer line going on. And she entered from the entrance. The prophet was around the pulpit praying for people. And it is believed that she caused the commotion. With her dead child, her only child. And she was trying to pave her way to reach the, the man of God until the prophet saw, saw what was going on. Said, what is happening? The deacons were trying to stop her but she was struggling with all that is within her to pave her way to reach the prophet. And the prophet told one of his, uh, I think one of the elders, go and pray for her. After all, we are many here. She doesn't know who I am. And when that brother was going to pray for the child, the prophet gets a vision. And he sees a child hanging in the air. A baby smiling. And he says, hold on first. Pave way for that woman. And then she comes forth. And he just speaks just a short prayer. And the child comes back to him. Disparation will bring God down. The prophet is telling us, don't say, I'll try and go and pray about it. Don't say, when I get leave, that's when I will seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe when I get my holidays, 
What are you studying for without the Holy Ghost? What are you marrying for without the Holy Ghost? Oh, it should put you in desperation. May the Lord help us to despair for that great kingdom. The law and the prophets where until John. But now the kingdom is preached. And every man presses into it. May the Lord help us to press into it. Let us stand up. Kind, loving, heavenly Father. Lord, we are looking at you. Because you are our everything. You are our strength, Lord. Our salvation. You are our light, Lord. That world that we are in. We are grateful for loving us for revealing yourself unto us this evil age that we are in. The age that was prophesied about as it was in the days of Lot. So shall it be when the Son of Man is being revealed and we are in this Sodom and Gomorrah we are looking at your coming Lord it is drawing nigh and nigh every day that may you be so gracious unto us may you cause a disparation in our lives blessed are those ones who thirst and hunger after righteousness Blessed are they that mourn. May you help us, Lord, to press in. To press in, Lord, in the kingdom. May you help us, Lord, to despair. To forsake everything, Lord Jesus. Cause a thirst, Lord. Until we receive you in our life. You are everything, King of glory. You are our rest. You are our anchor. You are everything, Lord. Help us, dear Jesus. Cause a hunger in our life. Cause a disparation in our life. Reveal unto us the time that we are in, Lord. Help us to see how late we are. Lord. Help us, Lord, not to be left behind. Let us not be those foolish virgins. Let us not take a hook for that kingdom, Lord. Father, I pray for the uh, for the titles and the offerings that have been May you bless, Lord, the givers according to your word. And Lord, 
Bless him, Lord, and grant him very much. Where will be traveling back home? Grant it, kind Heavenly Father. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you so much.